Hello, this is Fiona, host and regular GM for What Am I Rolling? I just wanted to add a quick note to this one shot of Mars Colony to add a little bit of context to the story. We originally recorded this back in July 2019, just after Boris Johnson became the UK Prime Minister. Obviously, the world and politics in general have moved on quite a bit since then, but most of what we talked about in the game still feels quite apt and relevant. I'll be honest, I was in two minds about releasing this particular game at this particular time. I know many people use RPGs as a way to escape all the bad things happening in the world and focus on much better things. However, I feel that what we came up with in the session was actually a rather interesting story. And I'll be honest, I really enjoyed Mars Colony. I think it's a fantastic two-player game that I wouldn't have played otherwise, and it's kind of perfect right now for people to play, either online or in person. So I'm sharing it, despite the timing of the release and the audio being a little bit dodgy at times. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope, wherever you are, you're safe. Thanks for listening. to What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast, hosted by me, Fiona. This is part two of our Mars Colony one-shot, so make sure you've listened to the first part before continuing on with this episode. To briefly recap... David is playing Kelly Perkins, a man tasked with saving Mars Colony from total collapse. Together, David and I have to tell a meaningful story about Kelly Perkins' attempt to save the colony and how he must cope with his own sense of self-worth. The story takes place as a series of scenes during which Kelly learns of impending or ongoing problems with the colony and then implements a plan to try and solve some of those problems. When Kelly's plans work, he will help lift Mars Colony up into self-sufficiency. When they fail, though, Kelly will have to choose between facing the consequences of that failure or deceiving the people of Mars. Too many deceptions, however, will lead to political scandal. During a progress scene, the saviour will try and generate as many health points as possible in one of the colony health markers. The saviour begins a progress scene by declaring which of the colony health markers Kelly Perkins will be trying to improve. They will then describe Kelly's goal and plan. The plan is a basic outline of how Kelly is going to attempt to solve at least one problem associated with the chosen health marker. Goals may be large in scale, and plans may take hours, days, or even months to complete. Note that the goal and plan are what Kelly hopes will happen, not necessarily what will happen. The saviour then rolls 2d6 and adds up the results. The total result is the number of health points that the saviour has managed to generate so far. The saviour then has a choice. Either they can roll again and attempt to garner additional health points, or quit and keep the current total. If the saviour quits and keeps the current total, then Kelly's plan is considered a success, and the saviour adds all the health points they have generated in that scene to the appropriate health marker. If the saviour can generate 20 total health points in one marker, then Kelly has made significant progress towards stabilising that part of the colony. If the saviour can generate 40 health points in a marker, then Kelly has stabilised that area of the colony and can move one token from contempt into admiration. The catch is that on any of the rolls, including the initial one, 
if one or both of the dice show a one, then the entire plan is a failure, and a saviour earns no health points for the scene. If the saviour rolls a one, Kelly's plan is a complete failure. Unless the saviour chooses to create a deception, they will generate no health points for the scene, and the players narrate Kelly's failure and how the colony continues to collapse. When the saviour rolls a failure, they must move one token from admiration to contempt. If there are ever five tokens in the contempt circle, the people will successfully remove Kelly as a consultant and end the game. As long as the saviour avoids humiliation or a scandal, they may turn any failure into apparent success through deception. The saviour adds the points they would have generated if they hadn't rolled a 1 to the colony health marker under the column marked Lies. The saviour gains no points from the roll that actually included the 1. To complete the deception, the saviour must move one token from admiration to deception. The players then narrate how Kelly deceives the people into believing that their plan has succeeded, even though it failed. A roll of double ones during a progress scene is even worse. Kelly's plan is not only a complete failure, but it's also a personal humiliation for Kelly. The players narrate the failure normally, but must also include details about how Kelly is forced to take public responsibility for the failure. Humiliation cannot be covered up with a deception. The more deception tokens the saviour accumulates, the easier it is for them to cause a scandal. With a single deception token, a scandal occurs whenever a saviour rolls double ones. With two tokens, a scandal occurs whenever a saviour rolls double ones or a one and a two. And this pattern continues all the way up to six deception tokens. When a scandal occurs, as with any other failure, the saviour moves one token from admiration to contempt. Kelly then loses all lie points from all colony health markers. In addition, Kelly is shamed, and the saviour must move all of their current deception tokens to contempt. The players narrate a scandal as an intense failure. They should reference past cover-ups and emphasise Kelly's role in the colony's problems. A scandal can cripple the colony and ruin Kelly's career. One last thing before we begin. Naturally, there are times in this one-shot where the players, and myself, mostly myself, get the rules wrong or forget something plot-wise. Whilst we always endeavour to stick to the rules wherever possible, at the end of the day, we all make mistakes. And what matters most is that everyone enjoys themselves. And with all that out of the way, let's get back to Mars Colony. So, back to you. Personal scene or a progress scene? I'm going to say personal, but this time, yeah. I would say it's the point where... Um, oh, I don't know, actually. I was going to say, would it be because the thing has been reduced, or the smell's been reduced so much, he sort of expressed the importance that he has to go back to his office, or would Yang come and see him? Because I imagine he's sort of quite angry about the fact that Kelly stole all of uh, Sector 1's... District 1, rather, emergency supplies. Okay. That's the sort of scene you want with Yang. Yeah. Okay, I would say Yang doesn't come and visit you. He is on your smart screen. I think District 1 is no longer wearing gas masks. It's been like three months, I think. Yeah. And he sort of talks to you and goes, So, well done. Thank you. On your uh, saving of District 5 from a complete shit fast, really. It's not finished yet, but it's on the way. Yes, about that. You kind of just took those supplies without asking. There wasn't time to ask. And you would have said no. Why would I have said no? Kelly smiles, tilts his head, and goes, You would have said no. You're right, I would have said no. Have you ever heard that old joke 
when I was a kid, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed for a new bike. And then I realized God didn't work that way. So I stole one and prayed for forgiveness. It's easier to ask your forgiveness than to ask you for something I know you're not going to give. <sighs> he gets out his own scotch. <laughs> yes, but Kelly, what if it didn't work? Then I imagine this conversation would be a lot harsher. What if it never happened? What if Mars wasn't in the position where it had to have me come in and do all this stuff, which you know includes things that I said I would never do? You're walking a fine line, Perkins. Oh, I am aware. It's only a matter of time till something goes wrong that you can't fix. You've done so well so far, and I commend you for that. In fact, I've, you would say, benefited from it. So I don't want you to fall. Not yet. But you do realise whilst you are in this position, you work for me. Next time you cross me, or don't ask for my permission again, consider it a mistake. And mistakes are very grave up here in Mars. Are you threatening me? Oh, why would I do that? You are the best man for the job, are you not? Saviour of Mars Colony. Kelly hangs up. Whoa! <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. Alright, I'm gonna do an opposition scene. Uh, Great! Let's. Hmm. What I'm gonna do, I'm gonna roll a d6. One or a two, it's gonna go about the others. Three or a four, it's gonna be about terrorism. Yeah. Five or six, sanitation. Sure. Oh, we're gonna go back to sanitation. Yeah. That makes sense, actually, thinking about He's it. He's still there. So, I'm going to say, it's going to be a bit like Crossrail. So you make these promises saying, by the end of this year, this Martian year, which actually, a year on Mars is much longer than an actual year on Earth. Yeah. You promise that by the end of this year, people will be back in their homes. It'll be just in time for the seasonal holidays. It's not necessarily Christmas, but it's the seasonal holiday celebration on March. Exactly. Oh my god, can you imagine this? A holographic card is like, season's greetings from Kelly Perkins, your consultant. Yeah, it's, oh yes, it will be all that. But there is delays. There's delays with getting engineers up to the district. There's something about visas, as always with these things, like getting, making sure that people are skilled for the job. There's a weird sort of policy where they're trying to make sure that people that come in contribute to Mars society. And for some reasons, the, the batch, even though they are the best for the job, it doesn't translate. And they, maybe two, three weeks get lost as a result. And there's sort of a growing unrest that it's getting closer and closer to the end of the Martian year, and whilst there was a lot of progress to begin with and you were doing the sort of hand-holding, because you have not been out making regular statements or regular publicity, because you've just been working so hard, the sort of lack of image or lack of presence starts to do sort of negative things to you, even though you're working behind the scenes. It's like no news is actually bad news. Yeah. So, I'm going to say... What are you going to throw at me this time? No. Guess who's coming to visit again? <laughs> I'd say it's a week before the seasonal holiday. And I'm still living in District Club. Yeah, because you made a promise. Yeah. And I think Graham is there as well. And the smell is fine. You're no longer wearing the gas mask. You're not wearing yeah. anything. Maybe you've installed like proper uh, purifying stuff sure. in the office. And there's a knock at the door and, and Graham is, um, uh, it's Council Member Robert. Uh, he's come to see you. Okay. Um. He's, he's actually waiting in the waiting room this time. Well, that's an improvement. Maybe next year we'll have him... 
toilet trained. It's a seasonal miracle. <laughs> Thank you, Graham. I do appreciate everything you've been doing. There's no problem, sir. Do you know what he wants? Uh, no, he said he just needs to talk to you privately. All right, we'll send him in, please. Of course, of course. And maybe a few seconds go by, comes in and goes, Thank you, Grantham. Yes. Kelly! Thank you, Graham. <laughs> yes, uh, wow, that's a nice place you've got here. I presume it's fine. Oh, it's fine. You've made it cosy. Like, yeah. It works. It's not as It's fancy. no district one-off. Basically, this way, you don't have like, a huge glass thing for him to look out of. Yeah. Maybe have, like, a small porthole. Sure. <laughs> no, it's a basement. There we go. Great. Ah, oh, cosy. Well, you do what you can, and I've been here for a while. I can see that. I can see that. Um, good. Uh, may I? Of course. What can I do for you? Ah, oh, it's all right. I see it's on equal terms now. You followed through with what you said. And I appreciate it. And actually, I can see you are a man of your honour. I got a wrong impression of you, Kelly. I was more than a little standoffish myself. This has been a, a very long year. I agree. But I don't think you came here to call a ceasefire. These works. There was the promise that they'd be finished before Christmas. And whilst yes. you have followed through on many of these promises, to your credit... Yes. It's quite an important one. You're right. It is. I felt it necessary because I have had the citizens come to my office to ask. You know, I have had single mothers with their children. When will they be back out of their emergency shelter? Five people to a room. And whilst this place may be no better, it is their home. And I feel it is important to emphasize that. That is why I'm here to get your sort of... your view on things, I guess. As for why this is taking much longer, the attack earlier on this year has obviously required a stepping up of security, which means that all the admin clerical work around getting the engineers and the supplies here is having to go through, frankly, a lot more measures that just weren't required Yes, before. I know. The paperwork for the system. Mars Colony. I think part of the problem we have here is, aside from the delay, is that a lack of being seen to work at the problem. I mean, I'm here working day and night. I've, I've not slept in two days. Mm. And I know you've been working as well. Yes, that is a, that's the issue. I loathe publicity, but no publicity is bad publicity. I have an idea. Uh, I'm going to sound like a bit of a one-trick pony at this point, I'm sure, but I think it would be better if the two of us are seen setting up emergency admin offices, trying to get through this paperwork. That's the only thing slowing us down, and if we can get through that as quickly as possible, we can get these delays dealt with, these repairs back on track. What I would like to do would be for the two of us together to ask for volunteers from throughout the colony, not just District 5, to assist with admin. Admin, it's time-consuming and not particularly skilled, just office stuff. We've all done it. And what makes you think that people from District 1 would come all the way down here? I I mean, like I said, I had the bad view of you. What makes you a difference to get those people down here and work on the same level as you and I? I have a couple favours I can call in. And one thing that I'm not so proud of, but something that'll work. You're a good man, Kelly, and I will support you in this. Thank you.
progress scene, progress scene. What are you doing? Okay, so what <laughs> Kelly does is he announces these um, admin centres, mm-hmm. um, makes a call for volunteers, mm-hmm. and says in this speech that he will be the first person through those doors working at this. Mm-hmm. Behind closed doors, mm-hmm. he does two things. Okay. He rings Sarah and asks if she can just sort of pull in a few favours and get people from District 1 to be seen to do it as well. Mm-hmm. And secondly, and if you want to roleplay this, absolutely fine, he calls Yang and blackmails him. Okay. We'll do the roll first, and then we'll get we'll get it. So, yeah, roll first. Let's see. Oh, it's oh, a one. One and a three. So. What do I want to do? So, because you've got that, so it's banged. Yeah. You could call this a complete failure. I think that's what I'm going to do. So you must move one token of admiration to contempt, and the only way to avoid this loss of reputation is to create a deception. I think I'm going to take the contempt. Okay. Because so... 11's not, like, a huge thing, so it should be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to take the contempt at All this right, point. What happens is... There is so few sign-ups, it's just not worth it. It's a week before the seasonal holidays. People don't care. People are busy with their own lives, and it just comes at a time which is just bad. And as a result, people aren't back in their houses before the seasonal holiday. There's some grumblings, like, oh, I didn't keep that promise, and, and there's a bit of, like, hoo-ha, but, like, it's complaints in drips and drabs. Yeah. It's not like you're spat out in the street or anything like that. You've done a good job, and, like, things are progressing, but... It was important to them to get back in before the seasonal holiday. Yeah. What would you like to do now, a personal scene? Or do you want to go try a progress scene? Let's go straight to another progress. Okay. Well, another incident. Okay. We can choose now. Do you want to do others? Or do you want to do terrorism? Uh, let's do the old odd-even trick. Okay. Odd, because the others are above, so let's okay. say... Yeah. I was going to say, that's a one. You're like, well, you use that one up, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> not how probability works. That's totally how probability works. <laughs> So, whilst you've been working on the sanitation stuff, I'd say you're also continuing on with your promos and stuff. It's still ongoing, and you've not had an incident like what you had before. What are you doing now in terms of that? Uh, Uh, Is this before the problem has come in? So this is an ongoing problem, what I'm saying, because we've done a progress scene. I've not set up, there's no opposition, I'm just thinking it's continuing on. So this is like a background project. You made significant things, but it's still not been stable. Okay, yeah. So, um, in regards to the other's concern, yeah. what Kelly is doing now in regards to that is he wants to make a move to um, kind of establish sort of the renaming of human rights from basic human rights to basic species rights. And through that attempt to show that in similarities to a lot of humanity's history they have come to this planet where there is already a native population and regardless of the checkered history that humanity has with doing that to itself he wants to prove that we can all be something better you probably approach one of the other council members yeah who i would say probably is maybe expert on martian law because obviously you want to pass through laws which council member would you like to go there's uh, Stuart, hadar tanya or zhang i want hadar you want hadar i want hadar hadar it is what political group does hadar affiliate with considering he's an expert on martial law that's not gonna be the oh wait hold on 
yellow party, do we decide they're... Are they basically they're... the Mars guys or the political We've, side of so the Mars the guide, guys? So the guide for the yellow party, we've got UKIP and they're just fringe. Okay. How about Hadar has the sort of fringe ties to these activists? Okay. And that is why he's an expert on Martian law. Okay, so it's sort of yellow leanings then. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like an open secret that he has some contacts there. And... Yeah. He's the leader of District 2. So it's interesting how, like, some of these sort of leanings has got that far. You'd probably ask for his opinion on stuff and maybe have long meetings with him about, sure. you know, what's the right terms, stuff like that, and you maybe bond a little bit. Even though his leanings are a bit more extreme than your own, hmm. you both want the same thing. Yeah. What would you say is the first step in this sort of progress? Because I know you were talking about the species stuff, but what's the more specifics? That's what I'm trying to get at. Oh, okay. So more kind of things like equal pay, you know, mm-hmm. same job, same wage, mm-hmm. no preferential treatment when it comes to medical attention and things like that, proper representation, basically feminism. Sounds good. Okay. Fiona just did a fist bump. Yeah, I did do a fist bump. Okay, let's roll, roll them. <laughs> That's a six. Oh, double threes. Excellent. So that would take us to 35. 35, yes. So, negotiations take a while. Yeah. I think Hadar is a very imposing individual. I think uh, fully Martian. And they are very blunt about things. The person who is very forthright with what they want. Mm. Maybe not charismatic, but... There's something about they have a way with words. Yeah. That sort of like, just like, people go, that's really, I never yeah. thought of it that way. That's yeah. really interesting. Persuasive. Exactly. It takes a while. Because at first, both of you are a bit standoffish and you're like almost talking different languages. But I think after a long time, you make it a regular meeting. Hmm. Slowly but surely, Hadar comes around. And actually, you get on very good terms. And yeah, even though their leanings are quite extreme, you understand where they came from. And so they sure you maybe draft up legislation together. Mm-hmm. Or you consult on it. Yeah, get this bill together. Yeah, and you make maybe some promos about it as well. Probably your, uh, Sarah helps out a little bit like that, yeah. saying these are things that are happening. Maybe you get uh, Sydney involved saying like, you know, like not a regular spot, but like updates on a very important issue. And it does help. It wasn't waning, the sort of interest in like your promos, but it sort of was plateauing. I guess. Yeah. And now it's sort of gone up a bit going, oh, well, you actually are trying to make a difference. It's not just like, here is my life story. But yeah. you know, just not a gloss over it. You're actually yeah. making work. You know, it's like news reports of you and Hadar working on the same document and you're actually talking and um, maybe there's like Mars Colony consultant question time. And <laughs> Two shots of them like at the same tables. Exactly. Shirt sleeves rolled up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think what also comes over quite well is that you never talk for Hadar. A lot of the time people do, even Sydney, who is part of your Green Party leanings, sometimes she will direct all the questions to you and you probably go, oh, well, Hadar could answer that. They're the expert on it. Hmm. And that really sort of bonds you together. Like you are giving Hadar the chance to speak and having that platform to say their opinions and stuff. So you've got six points. Great. Considering we only need five more, we're just going to roll again. What's the next step? Okay. (laughs) What I now imagine has become Kelly and Hadar's weekly, like, 20 minutes where they sit. I imagine they both have a chessboard (laughs) in their respective offices, and when they discuss, they're just, like, playing chess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like, yeah, I like that, actually, yeah. Yeah. During this game, what Kelly is going to do is he's going to propose the idea that maybe the problem with the native Martian population, the kind of disconnect, is that the native Martians are really only seen living in District 5 and working in maybe District 4 and 3. 
mm-hmm. that what we need to do is we need to like fully integrate you know have it so just walking down the road is not uncommon to see a martian kelly would say to hadar given your leanings and who you are uh, acquainted with hadar is quite prominent like you know hadar yeah i think i would say in the whole colony council hadar is the only martian yeah kelly is going to suggest that hadar would have like his own sort of advisors and people that work in his office and things like that I think it's a yeah. much smaller. Perhaps yeah. Perhaps, yeah, I think First District will see a lot more, and as yeah. it goes down, resources. So I think actually, what I'd like to think is like Hadar is actually a much older mm. Martian. Yeah. And may have like Martian born individuals in his office, in, yeah. in their office. But Hadar is fully Martian. So what Kelly is going to do is he is going to make sort of Hadar a bargain. If he can get more funding, he wants a kind of photo op, because I imagine Sarah's. <laughs> constant discussion of these things and how important they are has started to get into his head to show that despite the fact that we just see Hadar in District 2 mm-hmm. his team is also a mix and what we want to do is like you know this this is the ideal future Mars workplace mm-hmm. this is what we want to go for yeah roll it cool five right Yes, yes! that's a nine yes! <laughs> oh, yes oh fantastic so that is now 44, 44. Great. Hadar loves this idea. Because you've worked so closely with Hadar and that's sort of the chess games and like taking the time to really appreciate them. And it comes to pass that I think Hadar, maybe you don't make the announcement. Maybe you help draft like speeches and stuff like that and Hadar mm. takes it. And there's the promotion that Hadar does. In the same way how you helped Hadar on these uh, like panel shows and these sort of um, the interviews of Hadar goes, I could not do it without the help of consultant Perkins, who made me realise how important it is that we need to work together and both Martian and colonist. It is very well received. I think because it's coming from someone else who's also highly respected and unusual, it has such a groundbreaking effect to the point where I'd say all issues of, oh, not all issues, it's still there. But you've made certain impact on it that suddenly there is hope, I think, for anyone who wanted to work where they want to get. And the idea of the equal pay and the right to to be able to walk down the street without being accosted in some way, like, why are you in the street? You know, all that sort of thing. It takes some time. Yeah. But the response from the colonists is really good. I think from the groundwork you laid, suddenly it feels less of an issue. Maybe you get a call from Mayor Yang congratulating you on all that work you did and like getting Hadar on side that was a that was a good move but he goes on about the promos and say you know what without those this whole thing wouldn't have worked you know well they were an important first step indeed but despite the fact that let's say the situation is stabilized if that's how you want to view it there's still more work to be done here so You've now cleared one out of three. Yes. Which is really exciting. So, so you move one token from contempt to admiration. Yes! <laughs> and then you choose a new health marker from the list. Well, I chose the first two and you yeah, chose the I'll third choose one. The next so. one. Well, I'll, go, I'll read them through again. So we've got atmosphere, dust, gravity, radiation. We've done others. Energy, water, materials, funding, population, disease, nutrition, sanitation we've done, healthcare, education, crime, terrorism, social unrest, communication, corruption, labour and transportation. Hmm. What does Fiona want to see go wrong? Oh, 
in this utopia we're trying I, to build. I'm either going to go for nutrition or education. So nutrition is going to be odd. Education is going to be Eden's. So that was a two. So it's going to be education. Education. So right, education from there. Education. Because that was another progress scene for you, so it's back to me. I'm going to do terrorism Okay. scene. So it's been some months yep. since the explosion at the local Martian Trans. How long have I been away from home at this point? Uh, over six months. So it's in the new Martian year. Right. And so it's been very quiet. Like, you've had reports come in about bits of activity happening, a bit of reports on the Martian activist... Ooh, not resistance. Um... Revolution? Yes. Revolutionary Syndicate. There you go. Okay. You've heard much about the Mars terrorist group, but it's been quiet. There's people monitoring the chatter. There doesn't seem to be anything. Even after your speech about we're coming for you and stuff like that, there's been very little. Maybe a couple of arrests here and there. Yeah. But it's weird. It's almost as if those people who are arrested get off very easily. Or it's the wrong person and something's quite off about it, I'd say. One morning, I think you're going to work in District 5. Yeah. You get to the office, and Graham's there, and he says, there's a, there's a parcel for you. Um, we've checked it, but you might want to see this. And you go into your office, and it's been opened, okay. as would be protocol, and clearly scanned several times. And it is a disc. It's a holographic disc. And Graham, and there's a couple of other people from the... Maybe um, Tim? Your driver is also there. I think Tim has stayed around, by yeah. the way, because you didn't really need the driver in District 5. Yeah, but he would have stayed there. Exactly. Yeah. So Tim presses play, and the disc lights up, and the holographic image comes up, and it is a message from the Mars activist revolutionary syndicate. There's people with faces covered. They are talking in Martian, but you obviously can understand this, and they're saying that what happened six months ago was just one of many. If their demands are not met for an independent Mars away from Earth scum. These colonists have taken their land away from them. There will be more like it. And it will not just be metro station. It would be cafes. It will be schools. It will be where it would hit worse. They expect a response by you by tomorrow midday to meet their demand. And their demands are resignation of Mayor Yang, so I think stepping down from office would be the last one. That's what I'm saying. And a referendum of all Martian colonists. And if the percentage, the majority of them wish to leave, then processes would be in place to remove all of Earth's influence within the next two Martian cycles. What are you going to do for your progress scene? Kelly, during his chess game with Hadar mm-hmm. and the progress on a personal level that was made with him, mm-hmm. is going to sort of say, you know, obviously, I'm sure by now you know. I think Graham would have told higher you. Higher up people. I have, think. Have I, yeah, I'd say that it's been messaged to everyone, but it's the same message. So Yang would have got it, uh, Roberts would have got it, Hadar, yeah. the whole council member would have got it. So the News Corp wouldn't. Okay. Earth Coalition would not either. 
so during this game, Kelly is going to say to Hadar, obviously you've heard the message. You speak very plainly, so I will do you the respect of doing the same thing. I know that you have some ties to this group. I want to talk to them. And say what? They're asking for a referendum. They're asking for complete independence. And they're asking for me to resign. I need them to understand that Mars, or at least this colony, is not... It's not viable to survive on its own. Look at the sanitation problem. We needed Earth for The that. sanitation problem is caused by the overpopulation of Earthlings coming here. Surely you would know that. But surely you, as someone I would like to consider a friend now... We are friends. Do you want me gone? No, I think you're a force for good here, but it's not me you have to convince. It is the 30-40% of Martians here. To them, you are just another human born here. No matter how you put it, you are not the same as them. They don't think you have the same claim as they do. I disagree, obviously I've met you. You... I... I... I don't think talking to them directly would work. Certainly in the time, you need to gain their trust. You ask them to come for you. You put the target on your back. I'm aware that what I've done is just make a lot of speeches to the people. They're very good speeches at that. Thank you. Words mean a lot around here. What Actions would, speak louder. Then what I would like to do is instead of making another grand speech, in response to these demands, as I'm sure you know, is the standard response on Earth whenever, and I use this word because the Earth Coalition, if they were to learn, well, have already called the group terrorists. It is the stance of Earth that we cannot really negotiate with terrorists. Yes, I know President Arnold, Ginger Fuppet, he just... Has a way with words, but doesn't follow through. Depends on other people to make the bad things go away. It's people like you, people like me, cogs in a massive machine. Easily replaceable. Yes. You're right, though. Actions do speak louder. So what I will do is... I will highlight the actions that I've already made and the advances between our two people. And point out that as soon as the issue is solved, as soon as the colony is stable, that I will leave this position. But I am here to work for both your people and mine. I take that genuinely, but what about their third claim? What the about getting rid of Yank? That's tricky. He's very popular currently, no matter what we think of him. I have an idea. For that. I'm intrigued. I will announce my candidacy to the leadership of Mars, should the group accept me. You mean endorse you? Should the entirety of your people wish me to stay, I will take that as endorsement and announce my candidacy. Yang will be replaced, but we do it democratically. Interesting. I will... I'll see what I can do. Just... What we say in this room cannot go beyond these walls, but... Be careful. 
Meddling in something like this is treason. And I don't know, I mean, from what I've seen, you've done so well with um, sorting out the, uh, the others problem. But one slip up, one skeleton in the closet, and that's the end of it. I hope you realize that risk. I hope you don't have anything like that. I really do mean that, my friend. I hope so too. If this makes you feel any better, I have a trump card. Now that I will give to myself, if you don't mind. Indeed. Alright, we'll end it there. Great. Uh, so, you, I know what you're trying to do, but describe properly in detail for this first part before you uh, roll. So, okay. what's the plan? So, when obviously word about these demands are going to get up, yeah. to which Kelly is going to make a statement that regardless, they live in a democracy. Mm-hmm. This is a democracy where everyone everyone has their right to choose. A democracy is not led by someone threatening children. And he has no respect for anyone that will choose to threaten the life of a child to make their way. He would also point out that in no way during the tape do they specify which school, and that there are schools in Sector 5 that have both Martian and colonist children that the wounded, the injured in previous attacks have shown that these people are indiscriminate and that should a day come where the Mars colony wishes to have a referendum on whether or not it's independent or not, Mm -hmm. then they'll have that. But at the time, and he'll cite the example of the sanitation and getting all the engineers in, they're not capable of that yet. And despite the fact that's going to be difficult for some people to hear, it is the truth. Okay. Roll for me then, 2d6. Come on. It's really nerve-wracking, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Oh, that's a 10. 10. That's a 10. Oh my god! Wow. My heart just went then. Oh no. <sighs> okay, you make the speech, and it is one of your finest to date. Sarah gets all the press involved, and I think by this time it is a proper like press circus. They all come and they all say, when you speak, there is silence. The only sounds you hear are the clicking and the flashing of the cameras. And you take your time. It's a proper performance. It's tense in this room. Brothers and sisters of Mars, that's how it begins. Oh, yes! Yes, 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 yes. There's a couple of follow-up questions. I think what's nice is that Sydney is there. She's been clearly promoted from beat reporter to, like, senior political reporter on these things. And she asks you questions, but it's clearly quite favourable to you from previously. Yeah. This sort of promo of you sort of talking and it's on the news and stuff, it goes out. And it's interesting, for several days you don't hear anything at all. Like, there's no response. There's a couple of, like, again, chatter monitored on the thing and there's this clear divide between the independents and uh, Remainers. Hmm. It becomes more distinct and a lot more people are sort of realising the benefits that the colonists have given towards the Martian planet and how the terrorists are not discriminating between, you know, like and like, they're just doing it for climate's sake. And because you're pointing it out in such a clear way, people get hardened by it and they come together as a community. So you got 10. Great. On 32. Right. So you can roll again, or you can bank it. Okay, we're going to roll again. Okay. Because I'm aware that we are running out of time for this next thing. Maybe this is, um... Let's say, yeah, a few days later or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what Kelly is going to do. Get Sydney to call a sort of um, press friends. 
get Sarah <laughs> to press friends. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Call some people in mm-hmm. and tell her that he needs her to um, be with him for this speech. She she needs to be stood there. Mm-hmm. And what he's gonna do is he is going to say that during the um, terrorist demands, one of them was, as people well know, that Yang be removed from office. And there is no way that they will follow up on that. That will not be done. This is a democracy. Ooh, okay. So you're sort of supporting Yang, but saying your democracy has to be... Yeah, this is a democracy. However, he understands the concerns of some people because Yang is, of course, from Earth. Yes. Elected, but, you know, there's no doubt some question of whether or not it was just money. Well, yeah, you could say that. Yeah. You don't have to mention that yourself. Yeah. But yeah, he was elected. He, he was, was, yeah. You know, it's a yeah. process. Um, if Yang is to leave, it's to be through democratic vote. And as his term is probably ending in, I imagine, a couple of years at this point. Uh, I'd say he would have started probably the year before you did. So I'm going to say it's halfway through his first ten years of four, four cycles. Okay. What... Kelly is going to say then is what he is doing is he is announcing his candidacy to be next leader of Mars if his brothers and sisters will accept him. Alright. <laughs> this role has to work. So it needs an eight. Well, just... Oh, fuck, needs... oh, fuck oh, it's a one. <laughs> okay. So, what I'm going to ask you, do you want to deceive in some way? Yeah. How are you going to do that? Do I need to know what goes wrong um, first? I don't, and think, I, need to I don't think... I, it? I think what you've come up with is a good idea. Like, I like it. Okay. But maybe for it to go well, maybe you really need to um, put Yang in the shit for it. Like, okay. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, proper backstabbing. Yeah. E2 Kelly. Then what Kelly does to sort of nail in the coffin is he releases the private phone conversation between him and Yang that he recorded. Of the, um... Where Yang threatens him. <gasps> oh my god, yes. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So you've moved one... Yes, yes moved I've one moved over. one token over to Deception. There are now three in there. Mm-hmm. And I've done another tally on the lies. Perfect. So, currently you have three in Deception. So it's a one and a three that'll be a disaster. So it's, a, so it's yeah, so we've got one one, yeah. one two, and one three. So you don't get any points from that roll. Yeah. But then the lies count towards yes. the total. Yes, they do. But it, okay. it means that you can't yeah. have the lie and then that's six. Sure. Point. So instead of an eight now, I just need to roll a seven yes. to, pass to pass terrorism. Yes, because you're currently on... 33. Yeah, it was What's on the 32. Lie? Plus the lie, lie makes it 33. Yeah. So seven more. It's met with a mixed response. It's quite sudden. Would you have told Sarah what you were about to do? Because um, obviously she is assistant yes. to Mayor Yang. Yes, he would have. He would have told Sarah that he was going to announce that he was running, and he would have... Uh... How much notice would you have given her? Like, would you have given her literally two minutes before you went to give this speech, or would it have been a proper half an hour conversation? It would, yeah, it would have been, like, when he first had the idea. Okay. He would have discussed it with her first, so we're talking maybe um, a few hours or something like that. Okay. Yeah, told Sarah, and before going on, would have got in touch with Yang, Mm-hmm. and said very plainly in a message, Sarah knew nothing. Okay. <laughs> I imagine that was dealt with a lot of, what? It's like, just, just, you'll understand. 
It's a mixed response, because again, it was sudden, sudden, but the leaking of the message. Yeah. Everyone's in uproar. Sydney looks shocked. Sarah, throughout this whole process, when you mentioned it to her, she didn't really respond. Like, she was keen about the mayor idea, mm-hmm. running for office. When you bring up the tapes, she's very quiet and is, she doesn't know what to make of it. And, like, she presents on the stage as, you know, the loving wife supporting the husband, but I think afterwards she's very quiet. Just throwing a grenade into the marriage. Yeah, and she, um, she probably says to you that I need to think. And I think what you realise is that you probably didn't... In the sense of nothing dodgy was going on. She's always been incredibly loyal and honest with you about stuff. But her associations with Yang had, you know, made her quite a political player. And now her ties to this man who is threatening her husband, her whole career is sort of on a knife edge. Mm. And she has to take time to process it. Yeah. That's what I say. Yeah, that's as a result completely of that. reasonable. You still need seven to get the stable. Yeah. What do you do if you're going to continue rolling? Uh, I am. His next move, essentially what Kelly's going to produce for the people would be a um, kind of like a manifesto of sorts. Mm-hmm. To explain exactly what he wants to do, how he's going to go about doing it, explain that his uh, the relationship that he wants with... Earth is very much indicative of the relationship he has with his wife. He's mm-hmm. Martian. She's Earthling or whatever the correct term is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they love each other. It's a relationship of unity mm-hmm. and honesty and trust. Mm-hmm. It's that relationship, that sort of metaphor that is going to be the basis of the future for Mars. Mm-hmm. That is prosperity. Mm-hmm. That, you know, they he very much respects his roots, where he came from, but he also acknowledges that the planets need each other. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe at this point Mars needs Earth more than Earth needs Mars, but that's not always going to be the case. Right. So, no double ones, no ones and twos, and no ones and threes. Ah! It's a ten. Success. So that is in total... So that would be three more than what I need, so 43. 43. Is that including the lie as well? Yes. Perfect. Fucking hell. I know. This speech, again, it rallies people. People are shouting... Mayor Yang is removed from office. His second in command, Deputy Mayor Liao. 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 Who? No, we didn't. We didn't really specify this. But what political party would be Liao? Because we talked about like a minority party upholding. Well, majority. thinking about it, I know we gave that role to Spaniel, mm-hmm. but if he is the deputy mayor, mm-hmm. the minority party holding it up, surely he would be green. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy with that. Yeah. If you are. Yeah. And you've had conversations with Liao before, and you got on very well. Again, the same political leanings, same sort of ideas and stuff, and Liao's always been very supportive of you. So, obviously, taking over the role, they released their own statement saying how, you know, um, obviously nothing to do with Mayor Yang. They thank you for your role in exposing this, you know, someone who is unfit for office. Currently, obviously, can't endorse any campaigns for Mayor just now, but, you know, support is very complimentary about your work mm. and is like very supportive of what you're doing maybe takes a week or two but eventually Sarah starts talking to you again yes I think it becomes clear to you that life in Yang's office was terrible and maybe she just didn't show it 
you know, the late nights, the early mornings, yeah. and... Signs were there. Signs were there. And maybe you always knew, or maybe you didn't know, but it was, she was under a lot of pressure. And suddenly that pressure's gone. And that sort of purpose in her life, she didn't know what to do. Uh, it's gone. And now she seems to have found a new purpose. Like, she, the fact she comes home on time, or at least calls you on time. I assume you're still... Because the sanitation's still not been sorted. You're still yeah, in the district. still there. But she talks to you about a cooking class she started going to and how she's starting to cook for herself. It's one day you're actually working and you get a like a bloop as like the hologram insta-snatch. Uh, insta oh, really? It sounds like this is our personal scene now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's gone into the first scene. You get it and it's a picture of a burnt pan with water. goes, tried stir-fry. Not sure what went wrong. Um, Help? <laughs> that's yes. a frying pan. Use a wok. Type, type, type. <laughs> Where's the walk? It's the one under the stairs that looks like a giant bowl. Why is it there? Under the sink, not the stairs. And maybe after that, you maybe don't hear anything for a few hours, but then over the next couple of days, there's like pictures of her works in progress. <laughs> and you're not necessarily culinary chef, but it, it gives a nice yeah. break to yeah. her work life. Kelly just stands back. I'm really sorry for the position I put you in. You don't get a response. And then maybe the next day she went, Tried pancakes. Stuck to saucepan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, we need to choose a new health marker. I'll let you choose this one. Okay. Ooh. And of course, if you'd had any contempt, we'd move that one contempt over to the admiration. That's but you don't have that. Can I? No, I don't think so. I think deception is clearly there because you've done bad things. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. A lot of this stuff that Kelly's been doing hasn't been cheap, so I think that funding is the natural. Ah, oh, nice. All right, funding is the final health marker problem. So we're now down to sort of our final act, as it were. Well, I sort of introduced that sort of personal scene, so I'll let you go. So you can either do another personal scene if you like, or you want to do a progress scene. Let's do a personal scene mm -hmm. between Kelly and what's her name? Oh, the reporter, uh, Sydney. Sydney, great. Okay, yeah. But is it something like a meeting you call her into? Or yes, you... yes, okay. you would call her into his Sector 5 office, okay. District 5. Yeah. And I think by this point, as you've made efforts to make the building a little bit brighter and stuff, like a more professional stuff, maybe you even start having candidacy stuff. Where you know, Graham is now probably head of the campaign. The ball's been dropped on him. So he's just going around, maybe trying to come up with campaign posters. But he's running a team, and he's doing okay, actually. Yeah. But yes, yeah, Sydney. So why would you have brought Sydney in? Two things. Official reason and unofficial reason. Okay. Official reason being Kelly wants to know sort of how he is... Obviously, you know, there's the sort of big public reception, but he wants to know how his latest political stunt has gone off at news office. Mm, with the network chief, yeah. Serena. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, whether or not he can expect some kind of support from them, mm -hmm. or if they're sort of going to be on the side of the money. Although she's red, so, I mean, that's me looking behind the curtain. Yeah, no, 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 well, you, you'd know that, you'd yeah. know that. So, the other thing as well, uh, whilst District 5 is getting better every day, there's still the lingering odour of shit. 
everywhere. So maybe Sydney comes in and she's wearing her own gas mask. She doesn't really come out much to um, District 5. Yeah. But when she comes in and she sort of goes, oh, thank you for inviting me. <laughs> it's, no, it's no glamorous District 1, is it? <laughs> no, but I've now been here longer than I was in that office anyway. <laughs> so you wanted to know about your opinion polls and stuff. Yeah. As a sort of friend off the record, right? Yeah, also as a friend off the record... My wife is kind of talking to me, but not talking to me, and I don't know how to fix that. Okay, um, and she sort of goes and, and shuts the door. <laughs> well, we'll start with the official reason before... before Let, let's do that. Yes. Um, so, uh, may I? And sort of sits down. Make yourself at home. So she gets out, like, um, her sort of, like, holographic pad and stuff like that, and she sort of brings up various stats and whatnot, and overall, your rating... Has been doing really well. It had a bit of a dip towards uh, the seasonal holiday for, as you know, the reasons of the sanitation stuff. Yeah. And it's recovered a little bit since then, since the exposure of Mayor Yang. And she gets across to you saying, well, I mean, you know, I know things are still a work in progress down here, and you've not left. I mean, that's got you in good standing, certainly with District 5, but... I mean, I don't know much about you know what it's like in politics. I mean, I guess you don't either. But um, campaign trails and stuff like that—you need to go around meeting people and stuff, as well as completing your duties on certain things. So, currently, you're doing well. Um, I must admit, when you announced it, I think well, you saw the room. It was in um, in uproar. Well, something had to be done. <laughs> Serena. I- I don't think I've ever seen her clap <laughs> as, as someone thinks. Yes, she's a. She clapped. Well, put it this way, she was never a big fan of uh, the mayor. Yang always had a way of twisting any news that was reported, calling it, you know, fake Martian news. And yeah, she's not even a Martian. She's just just trying to do her job. But having someone who... Anyone against Yang is a friend of Serena's. So I think she, she'll be on your side. She doesn't trust me to do proper interviews with you anymore, hence why I guess this is off the record, because I think she's worried of bias. But I know firsthand that you are uh, the right person for the job for this. Your wife's talking to you, but not talking to you. Why would you think I could help with that? What I realised being here is I don't actually have that many people to talk to. My only social time, with the exception of the odd message from my wife with how she's burnt something else. She's trying to cook. I, I normally did the cooking. It's a whole thing. <laughs> My only other social time is my weekly chess game with Hadar, which obviously doesn't really... I don't know if it would help, but I do have my file on your wife for her work. If that would help, you understand. Because what you did was pretty... Insensitive. No, um... Impatuous. No. Career-destroying for her. I'm surprised she did not resign, either. She was very close to Yang and, and his associates. I mean, from what I've dug up, in general, and please stop me if this is too close to comfort, but on the whole, she is a good person. Well, that's good to know. Not that I was particularly worried about it, but it's good to know. Why do I get the feeling you're about to tell me something I don't want to hear? So cut to an opposition scene. The sanitation issue, the delay before, there was evidence 
that there was some sabotage with the visas that came from within the mayor's office. I have it on good authority that your wife may have created these obstacles. How? How? And she gets out the hollow pad and presses play. And it looks like a hidden camera recording. And you hear like some mutterings and, sh- and sort of stuff about how there is no budget to fund these citations that, you know, it's close to the seasonal holiday. And Sarah's voice comes quite back loud and clear saying, we appreciate that. But for the most part, she does try and argue to make it happen. You hear Yang saying, no, no, Sarah, no, it's okay. We've come to an arrangement. And Sarah sort of goes, okay. And sort of lays out the groundwork that priority for sanitation will go to colonist workers on Mars first and the pay and all that sort of thing. And actually she gives an advance to the engineers. And it's a clear, like, like you can see it in the hollow footage that it is her handing over money to this person. Okay, so we're dealing with a little bit of corruption here too. Wonderful. The recording ends and Sydney's like, I'm I'm sorry. I I honestly thought when you'd moved to District Five that you and your wife would be separating. I thought you might have known. But then you announced your candidacy and she stood there and I've not taken the hit we thought she would and I I didn't release it because the work you've done for those people that were affected by the explosion, for everything, I don't know what to do. Your professional integrity requires you to release that. If I sit here and tell you to ignore that, then I'm going against everything I've believed my entire career. It'll ruin her. It will potentially ruin both of us. You survived Yang threatening you. Yes, but there's more that they can use against me. Well, I wouldn't know about that. I've deliberately, again, my own bias comes through, but I've deliberately not looked into any deeper than need be in your work. I, We all have skeletons, we all have secrets, but this progress you've been making... It's a new start, a new hope for Mars Colony. What do you want me to do? Cut two. Progress scene. What are you going to do? So you're on 29. Yeah. Out of the 40. Yeah. Kelly is going to say that she has to release it. And what does Kelly plan to do with the outcome of this release? Like... Are you going to support your wife, or are you going to... You know what I mean? Like, so, how are you going to respond to... Just to clarify, she's yeah. giving an advance to Martian colonists engineers. Mm-hmm. From my garbled hologram video message, there's not been enough workers. Yeah. But the Mars colonist workers don't want... They don't want more people coming up. They want the work to themselves, so they're asking, they're asking for time. And they're saying that if the work goes elsewhere, they'll strike, basically. And they're being paid off. They're being paid off. So you're right, corruption. Yeah. Okay. With Yang's knowledge in it, but 
the main perpetrator who's caught on film is Sarah. What Kelly's going to do is go on News Network. News Network Corp. News Network Corp TV. NNC. Yeah, when the video is released. Be there in the studio. Like live on TV, you're going to be live yeah. on TV. And okay. take questions and give a statement. Holy shit. So what, what's the statement going to be? That's what I need to know. The statement will be that, obviously, his wife is incriminated, and regardless of whatever else is surrounding that, that also brings some suspicion to his character. Of course. As naturally it should. Yes. And he would not expect anything else. You can only say that he didn't, wasn't aware that any of this had happened, but that's not enough. And as a good friend told him, actions speak louder than words. So what he's going to do is he will be immediately seeking legal action against those involved with the corruption. However, in the case of harm or anything like that, you don't blame the weapon, you blame the person using it. And... It disgusts him that his wife was used in such a way, while the evidence shows that, despite she being essentially the bagman of the group... Yeah, the fall guy. Yeah. Basically. Yang can be identified, giving the order. Roll 2d6. So, just before you roll... Yes. To get a scandal, you need double ones. One and two, and one and three. Correct. Yeah. Good luck. Oh, oh, it's a scandal. It's a one and a three. Oh my god. Okay, what happens? So, when a scandal occurs, as with any other favour, Xavier moves one token of admiration to contempt. Yep. Kelly then loses all lie points from all colony markers, so you lose those three. Okay. In addition, Kelly is shamed. The Saviour must move all of his current deception tokens to contempt. So that's three deception tokens yeah. to contempt. So that's four out of five. Yeah. Whew. So you lose those lies. Yeah. But you still pass those. So that's five. Yes. So that would be 42 four- and 42. Yeah, 42 for others and 42 for terrorism. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. So. Yeah. As you release. How does this blow up this stuff? There is. The footage plays and you're about to begin your statement. And then there's a sudden sort of scuffle in this uh, newsroom as the actual network chief, Serena, comes in with lead anchor Jace Williams, who... Not introduce Jace. What political party does Jace belong to? I'm going to tell you. He belongs to the Yellow Party. Of course he does. Of course he does. Jace sort of comes in and goes, we've got breaking news here, I mean, and starts talking about the doctored footage and how and they bring out the Martian person who was in the fight and the other person that was in the fight bollocks and they reveal that whilst obviously it's all been built on this thing this fight did actually happen yeah and that you lied to the public about these two things yeah I did and you were shamed on News Network Corp live your wife is taken into custody as she is charged with offences, again, due to corruption. Mayor Yang is also taken in for questioning. He's released in a matter of hours, though, on the bail. You're also taken in for questioning and you're held in separate places. The questioning is intense. 
you're only held for uh, the effect of 48 hours but a bit longer on Mars sure and it is a grueling experience constantly being asked about why you cover these up and stuff what would you say how how would you respond to the cover up he would just be 100% honest okay. uh, I'm, I was aware of the concern and frankly and you know he explains like sort of how he was does feel ashamed of the fact that he lied and mm-hmm. it's something he said he'd never do but yeah. some things are more important there's moral code and making racial tension and Mars disappear is one of them and then the question of the and terrorism comes up stuff about can't remember where you got that life on now was it something to do with oh he had to re- release the recording of Yang so it comes across it's obviously illegal to record people without their consent and I mean obviously there's questions about it being released so that comes on it as well that have you been recording all of your calls and so as a massive sort of like they go through your office at District 5 Graham is fired Um, all Graham all bids for Mayor uh, are gone and it takes some time. You're not stripped of all your duties. You're probably brought before the Earth Coalition. And you've got President Arnold Fletcher there. Stupid big hair. And he... You thought he was inept. And he is. But his words are cruel to you. He insists that you finish what you started. Sort out the sanitation stuff. If you don't, you'll be removed from office. It, it, he literally strips everything away from you so that you are purely a consultant on the sanitation issue. Sarah doesn't speak to you. And in fact, maybe you go and visit your house in District 1 and all of her stuff is gone. No note, no nothing. You don't hear it from her. I'm going to move next to a progress scene. Well, no, I'm, well, it's not position scene, but it's continuing. This, it's, sure, the yeah, ultimatum yeah. you've got is that you need to sort out yes. this sanitation All stuff. else, yeah. Or else yeah. you are... It's the end, so... Cool. You are hanging on by a thread. I've got to be honest. Oh, yeah, that, that contempt! That suddenly went from Everything's sort of okay. doing okay to... Oh, that to, was... Yeah, knife edge. My... Oh. So what do you do? Okay, so... Orders are to sort out sanitation. So it's still a long process now, yeah. and with the blockade over the visas, it's still quite tricky to get people up from Earth. Yeah, there is stuff about obviously the corruption and the fraud and all that sort of thing, which is being dealt with. And the people that are involved, or people that posed as these engineers, have also been taken in for questioning. Let's say fifteen percent of the the workforce is sort of taken in for questioning, so they will be out of operation. That's right. what I'm trying to get to. So it's a yeah. limited pool of resources. Yeah. Okay, right, so limited pool resources. Wow, it's almost split. You've got admiration five tokens, yeah. attempt four tokens. That's. <sighs> what Kelly does is, first of all, he issues an apology. Okay. That um, is with the um, announcing of candidacy, certain things were pushed aside, which mm-hmm. shouldn't have been. The sanitation problem for one. Yes. He openly admits this is probably going to be the last thing he'll do in the service of Mars. And he's going to go back to his childhood home. Okay. Where he was raised. And when he's there, he's going to kind of like sort of 
an ounce like kind of like a GP surgery thing. You yeah. Know, where, yeah. 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 MP surgery. Sorry. That's the yeah, 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 I, I, yeah, no, yeah. I know what you meant. Yeah. I know what you meant. GP. And they're called surgeries. So yeah, like, they are. Yeah, yeah. He's going to announce that he's going to just and just deal with the questions, explain everything he can, and complete transparency. Firstly, he's going to begin by apologizing to the collective crowd for the lies that he did, and hopes that maybe one day people will understand why he did it. Yeah. Roll thirty-six. <laughs> Oh, crap, it's another one. One and a five. So, so you've got one progress scene left. So you could choose to fail and then do something else. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Yeah, that's the safest option. You do all that. And the people keep coming. No matter how many times you say sorry, it doesn't get easier. And you have people shout at you. You have people crying at you. You have kids follow you back in the streets like shouting one, maybe one time you almost get mugged um, Fiona the sanitation was supposed to be the light one <laughs> I know don't let me it doesn't improve your rating you yeah. try it, it, yeah. you think it's the easiest step but people are not interested and whilst your popularity is taking a nosedive the rest of office like things are going slowly I think this time maybe eventually sort of the visas start coming through but it's now been a good two months since it's also before that happened and you're still in office and you're, again, that sort of knife edge just walking across it. Final progress scene, I'd say. Yeah. What are you going to do? So it's essentially shit I'll get off the pot time. Right. Um, <laughs> literally. Literally. Kelly is going to send everyone that works in his office home. Close the office. Hold on, I presume a space high-vis jacket. <laughs> and he's literally just going to work, clearing the thing. Okay. Let's do it. 2d6. Oh my god. It's a one and a two. Do you want to deceive? I do want to deceive because it's all I've got to do at this point. Yeah. Maybe you get yeah, one point of deception. So maybe Graham's replacement, Simon, it sort of takes a moment to look at you and you're like, it's okay. Don't worry. Yeah, it's fine. And Simon leaves. So, what are you going to do? <laughs> I'd say as well, maybe you start getting ready and there's a moment of indecision. There's a moment of, can I really do this? I've made so much progress, I've solved two big fucking crises and the, this thing that's stopping me is fucking shit. <laughs> fucking sanitation. Yeah. Okay. Then what he's gonna do is call what friends he has left. So, Port Lady Sydney. Sydney. Mm-hmm. And Hadar. And just say to them, it's the last thing I'm gonna ask you to do. Please come and help me. And then he's gonna just go and carry on with his plan. Okay. 2d6. Okay, so that's a 7. Yep. So 36, 37 with the lie point. 37 with the lie point. Yep. Okay. Okay. So you get to work. And maybe after half an hour or so, there is... um, 
I'm going to say that you the worst of it, or where the work has been been around, is a huge pit. Mm. And there's just several different pipes, and you're sort of trying to analyze some of the stuff. And there's a tap on your shoulder, and you look round, and it's not Hadar, and it's not Sydney, but it's Councilman Robert. I think if you look at this fracture on pipe B25, I think you'll find it could be replaced with 2962. Thank you. Sometimes we've got to get our hands dirty to make things right. And I said I believed in you, and I want to help you. Hadar also called me. Apparently, like, you didn't call me, because we're not friends, but Hadar thought I could at least come. They are on their way. Truth be told, Robert, I imagined you would want nothing to do with me, considering the walking political scandal that I am right now. Oh, I don't. I just want the sanitation stuff to be fixed. My house still stinks. At least you have a house. I'm technically homeless at this point. Well, if we fix this, there's a spare couch you can lie on for a few days. Thanks, but I think I should probably go and find my wife when this is over. Sure. What's the next thing you do? So you need a score of four. Well, uh, three. three or more. But ideally four, because obviously three means a one is in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. What he's going to do <sighs> when the motley crew of people he's gathered in this the, whole the small... fucking year and a half of chaos. Yeah. He is going to come out and I imagine that, you know, the presence of these people has gathered somewhat of a... A small crowd. Yeah. And because I've done it so many times... Speech, speech, speech. <laughs> he is going to stand in front of this crowd and say, I have given so many speeches over this last year and a half and I have promised to do so much. And I've tried to do that. I've done things that are wrong. I've been a party to things that are wrong. Some I knew about, some I didn't. I'm not here to ask for your forgiveness. Because I don't deserve it. And I've betrayed many of the things that I vowed never to do. I will never leave this place. But it is still my home. And I still want what's best for it. I've said a year ago, that I would never leave District 5 until this was done. Councilman Robert and I are working together. We're getting this problem fixed. Things are speeding up. But instead, I will not leave until this is done. Even though it's the last thing I do. I have a marriage to fix, a family life that my wife and I put off far too long to catch up on. But I called you all my brothers and sisters, and I mean to keep going with that. This is where I will stay. Thank you. And he goes back in. Roll 2d6 for me. Four or more. No double ones. Son of a bitch! That's a one and a three. I'm going to lie. Yep. I don't know how. Okay, so two interception. Yeah. Three currently in admiration and four in contempt. You know full well that Sarah has left you and that there is no way you're going to fix this. She, her career was her life, so 
it's over in that sense. But seeing those people around you, seeing that thing, trying to say, like, I put my life back in order, you're trying to give them sort of false hope. Like, if you can fix the shitter, you can fix anything, including this marriage. And some people sort of scoff, perhaps, saying, yeah, he's, he's mad. He's completely mad. And you're, you're, he is completely mad. And you're, and you're covered with shit as well. Yeah. But it's it's enough. And I'd say people, some people start coming in to help you, but it's drips and drabs. They've listened. No. What's the next protocol? I have to roll. Okay. So, ironically, mm-hmm. you need two. Uh, two for the scandal. Is one ones and one two. Correct. Yeah. So, what is your what sort is he of, doing? What is your, I'm guessing it's going to be the final one. So, either you're going to succeed or it's yeah. going to be a scandal. Yeah. You could try and decept again, but I don't know how you're going to do that. Um, okay, so I imagine at this point there are people in there asking questions. Yeah. He is up to his waist. No. In waist. Oh, no. And whenever anyone asks him, whenever the, like, sort of a reporter asks him a question, mm-hmm. if a sort of citizen asks, he answers it. If a reporter asks, he just says the same thing time and time again. I'm just here to work. Okay. And if, like, you know, it's like, okay, someone's got to go in this place, which is like it's up to neck high, he just does it. Oh, my God. All right. All right. All the shit jobs of the shit job. 2d6. Let's do this. <gasps> this is impossible. This is actually a statistically impossible. I mean... Yeah, yeah. You're fuck lying? It. Yeah. I don't know how I'm lying at this I point. I don't know how you're going to lie either. Okay. I'm going to say... The job is taking much longer. Like, yep. it's beyond your capabilities. Like, you, people are coming in to help you, but you don't know if you've got the energy. Oh, gosh. And, like, you are, yeah, people are watching. Like, drones are coming in and watching. It's almost like seeing live footage of a man having a breakdown, surrounded by shit. Mm-hmm. And you see people with uh, smart holograms like recording you and stuff like that. And some of them are trying to help, but some of them are trying to talk you out of it. And some are like, come on, man, like, it's done. It's gone. It's over. And I think just like you're trying, all these sort of lies keep popping up again about like the doctored footage, the uh, deception with Mayor Yang. <sighs> That's uh, another lie, by the way, if you've not put it down. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. It's okay. So I need one. <laughs> Okay, um... Let's face it, you can do it, but if you get 1-1, one, 1-2, one, one, or 1-3... It's over. It's over. Okay. <sighs> this... I know, how is... This is... I'm so tense maybe right should, now. Maybe we should use different dice. I got <laughs> That's not how it works, Fiona. That's how it works. You're doing so well. Okay. Okay. Kelly is going to say... Wow, we've got all the sort of people saying various things. Chattering over you, perhaps, yeah. and stuff, yeah. He is just going to grab the nearest camera. Oh my god, okay. Look right into it and say, Sarah, I love you. Please forgive me for everything I've done. But I have to do this for my people. Okay. Alright, come on. Oh, I didn't even look. I just turned around. Uh, six and a five, that's an eleven. Oh, good lord. <laughs> you don't remember much of that night when you look back at it. You may remember that last minute and the lights on you from all the different cameras. And it is 
played that footage has played back several times over the next couple of months. Psychoanalysts are trying to see like how did Kelly Perkins, saviour of Mars Colony, fall from such great heights, but yet still manage to successfully complete all the all that he set out to do. Other issues come up after your tenure leaves, something about funding, again, with the corruption going on, and the sudden, like, education system suddenly just comes out of nowhere, but that's issues are blamed on the mayor's office, and Yang's sort of vested interests in himself. You said you wanted to stay on Mars, right? Yeah. Okay. So after the sanitation is complete, maybe another month or so, like, I think the way you're shown and portrayed as sort of a madman... Uh, in a way, covered in shit, like, trying to fix stuff. I think suddenly people realise what you're trying to do in some weird, extraordinary way. Maybe the next morning, I think Sydney would probably call again, uh, like, try and talk about... I know, it's... Was it... Who was it you were talking about? I think... Was it... Was it, um... Mayor Yang, were you were talking to about, like, offering the volunteer services that come and help? Or was that... Um, you mean volunteer admin people? Yeah. That was Robert. That was Robert. So I think Robert then starts setting up saying we need more help here and it starts, you know, saying, look, this man has given everything. And through him, it looks like it's a more cohesive unit. Your sort of downfall has made him look good. And at one point you probably feel like it was always going to end like that, that Robert would try and steal your limelight. But you don't feel like he does. He does it out of pity. And under his guidance, slowly the sanitation does come back, but he would not have been able to get there without you. And after maybe a week or so after it's finished, you're told your ID pass will be revoked. Please take your things and vacate the premises within 24 hours. And you maybe get a message from Hadar, and you maybe get a message from Robert saying if you need a place to stay, in the meantime you're more than welcome to Hadar. And Actually, you do get a sense of maybe solidarity in a way. Hadar sort of distanced themselves from you. In a way, like, they were there on the night to sort of help in a way, but there's only so much they could do. If anything, Hadar and Sydney maybe held back or tried to stop the footage when you sort of gave your sort of last stand speech. Would Sarah come back to Kelly? You tell me. After nine progress scenes, or a forced removal, Kelly's tenure as consultant to the colony ends. The players may define why Kelly is no longer wanted or needed, or they may leave the question open-ended. Each player narrates a final vignette. The governor describes the state of the colony at the end of Kelly's run, deciding whether the colony is failing or succeeding. The saviour narrates a similar picture, but from Kelly's viewpoint. The saviour should decide whether Kelly steps down as a respected leader or as an unwanted bureaucrat. So we're in sort of the final stage now. So I'm going to say, so it's three deception, two admiration, and four contempt, which is an incredible split. But together, we have to decide how this ends. So in short, we each narrate a final vignette. I describe the state of the colony at the end of the run, right. where it's succeeding. I'm going to say, you sort of step down from office, or you're sort of told to... The colony doesn't thrive. It was on a knife edge, and you feel certainly with the political 
intensities and the sort of the issues surrounding us versus them and the the Mars terrorist group. Those issues have been abated for now. And yes, there is still the odd uh, threat that's been posted to, certainly um, to the mayor's office, but it's dealt with because of the groundwork that you've laid. Sanitation-wise, again, it's something that people are prepared for more now. They are the logistics of how to solve things, you know, there's better technology, there's better plans in place, certainly when it comes to admin work visas. So whilst it took the downfall of a man, it made an impact and Conley still stands. So from your point of view, Kelly, what kind of happens? Like it says in the rules, like you should decide whether Kelly steps down as a respected leader or unwanted bureaucrat. But you should consider the sort of following. So you've made significant progress. So people blame the other leaders for any lingering problems on Mars Colony. But you should also consider the level of admiration they have for you when describing a final snapshot of Kelly. No. Given the fact that admiration is now outweighed by contempt and deception, mm-hmm. I think that Kelly, in the grand sense of Martian history, is considered a very controversial figure. Um, in that he he is sort of simultaneously for some, he's a warning of what, you know, power and politics does to a person. For others, he is a symbol of, despite everything being thrown against you, someone that, when his entire life was falling apart around him, kept trying to do the thing that he promised to do, regardless of the cost, to his personal life. I would say he stays on Mars for a little bit afterwards. Mm-hmm. But given that he is a figure of such controversy, it wouldn't be too long before he decides it's best for him to leave as both um, sort of a symbol of hate from the Mars Revolutionary Syndicate and both just a lot of the um, of the scandal and contempt that's made around him. Mm-hmm. I imagine Sarah's gone back to Earth. Where do you go on Earth if you go back to Earth? Yeah, he does. He goes to Earth. Uh, he goes to Earth and he goes to see Sarah. It takes some time to find her. Uh, she's not left many clues to where she's gone. But after some time, maybe a few letters, perhaps, or a few sort of... Um, emails, um, you get a response, and it's a request from her lawyer saying cease and desist, that she wants no contact with you, and divorce papers will be with you shortly. Okay. Then in that case, what Kelly does, I imagine after a time, he goes, he finds his way, or maybe accidentally, maybe not back to his old university where he studied. Mm-hmm. Maybe sat in the university campus bar or whatever, all the lecturers drink, and finds himself sitting beside the same bullish lecturer that originally recommended him for the job. Mm-hmm. And after everything that's happened, finally sees eye to eye with the man. Being that Kelly's first whole experience turned from 
and I've definitely gone from idealist to pragmatist. Mm-hmm. And instead, when everything is settled, ends up teaching at the university, following kind of in his lecturer's footsteps. And what does Kelly teach? Philosophy. Kind of like moral philosophy, ethics, things like that. And we'll end it there. Great. Ah, that was so good! Whoa. I really enjoyed that. That was awesome. Oh, that was awesome, David. Oh. No, thank you so much. No, I thank had you. such a good time. Oh, this is brilliant. Oh. Uh, I love the... Uh, it's probably... It's very British ending, isn't it, to have oh, someone, shit. someone that's <laughs> dealt with, uh, you know, racial tension between probably humanity and its first experience with sentient alien life mm-hmm. deal with that deal with terrorism and be brought down by sanitation yes it's like a uh, what's he called a Richard uh, Richard Curtis film yeah it's exactly like that The What Am I Rolling podcast was created, recorded, and edited by me, Fiona Howard. This episode's player was David T. Cox. This episode's RPG was Mars Colony, a sci-fi political role-playing game written by T.C. Copan and published by T.C.K. Roleplaying. You can find out more information on Mars Colony and download game resources on the T.C.K. Roleplaying website. That's www.tckroleplaying.com. The theme music was 8-Bit March by Twin Musicon of twinmusicon.org, licensed under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. If you want to find out more about the podcast, check out the website. That's www.wairpodcast.com. Fancy getting in touch? Email the podcast at podcast at gmail.com. Finally, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at wair underscore podcast for latest news on upcoming episodes. And remember, adventurers need not apply.